Well, welcome to the Abel and Baker Show. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Actually, I'm very tired. Yeah, I'm tired too. You We've killed me today working outside. I know. <laughs> 60 bags of concrete. I know. But that was hard. A success. Yeah. It looks awesome. We it have. It does. What, two of. Two of four so two far, of I guess. Four, right? 10 by 10 squares of concrete for a driveway that we're doing. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. It's going to look awesome, though. It does. This and one think about it. Every time we drive up the driveway, we're going to be like, oh, my God. We did, we did that. Yep. Wow. I won't be great about landscaping after doing concrete work. I know. <laughs> and we save so much money, too. I mean. That still floors me. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, the whole project's going to be like $2,000. Right. Now and we can I buy mean, a sauna. Yeah. If yeah. we exported it, it was probably like 15 or something. Probably 15 Wow. Well, we can't afford that. So. See? You know. Thank God for YouTube. Yeah. No, that's true. So I just, um, I guess we received really good, uh, really good um, remarks and comments from our interview with the Reverend Timothy Christopher. Yeah, it was a good interview. Yeah. So again, very thankful that he, he wanted to come on and speak with us. So yeah, um, yeah no, pumped. we learned a lot. And I mean, it had been a long time since we actually like sit down and, you know, sat down and talked. To yeah, him. we haven't had a while so. to talk to him. So this was good to get his perspective on what's yeah, going on. Lots of great feedback. And this will be part two. But hey, we're going to shift gears to talk about Minneapolis. So, million dollar question. Is Minneapolis safe? <laughs> there, 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 this is what I tell, this is what I tell people, right? Yeah. Um, Chris, um, go down there. Enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. But don't go down there acting like you walking through Arbor Lakes in Maple Grove. Right. <laughs> When I go to Maple Grove and Arbor Lakes, I don't, I don't take my firearm with me. Right. You know, uh, I don't get out of the car. I don't drive up looking around. I don't get out of the car looking around before we take, you know, two or three steps and I look at my wife and say, okay, get out. Right. I, I do that when I go downtown. Yeah. But the thing, the thing that, that really made me mad was we knew what was going on, right? You knew what was going on. Yeah. Right. Them, 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 them white kids come down there, they get drunk in those bars, they come out of those bars, and boom, they getting jumped and beaten, cell phones stolen and wallets stolen. And those uh, restaurant owners were never saying anything about it. Yeah. Until the business dried up, and then they t- start talking about, oh, my God, we need extra cops, and we need this, and we need that. Yeah. But it was going on long before that. No, that's that's fair. You know, yeah. I I worked off duty downtown a few places, and um, and I started my career downtown. Yeah. I did four years there. And, so so and yeah, then, that stuff was going on. Um, it just seemed to double and triple towards the end, I guess, or you know, post twenty twenty, and we know why. Yeah, in I some mean, the lawlessness too, spread, know. and I mean, it was uh, anything goes, you know. But yeah. Uh, how do you, what's, what's the way out? I, I know you've been a vocal critic of the Minneapolis police and yes, some of it is deserved. Okay. I'm going to grant that. Um, what's, what's your kind of vision of public safety? Do we need more cops? Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and the numbers really don't matter. I know before George Floyd, we probably had about 840. Yeah. I just saw something on the news now. They're probably under that 600 mark. And, you know, half of that is only on the street. So they are in a deficit. 
Um, and now with this department splitting up in half now, um, you know, to the community engagement and whatever, I mean, there's way less more street cops, 911 responders. So, right. I mean, that's just, and they're, it's a way younger crew now too, you know, with less experience. That's the scary part. Yeah, no, that is true. Um, do you think any of the other, you know, besides the police department, whatever number they decide, but it needs to go up it, just for 911 response, I can safely say, do the other things that were suggested work? I guess this new vision of public safety, do you think violence interrupters work? If they do their job, if they wasn't just sitting around yeah. collecting a check. But I'm, I'm going to tell you what we need. This is what we need. Yeah, I'd like to hear your perspective. Yeah. Number one, we need to get back to the point to where we had coaching police officers, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, whatever that those police officers, oh, whatever time officers. they could give. Yeah. You know, as far as I'm concerned, pick four, five, six, or seven police officers yeah. and put them solely on coaching these young kids. Not only coaching these young kids, but some of the other off-duty police officers come driving up there yeah. uh, at the practice and be around these kids. Because think about it for a second, right? Mm -hmm. If the only time you see a police officer is when he's beating a black man over the head, what are you going to, seriously, what are you going to think? No, I, I get it. I, I And I started off in the fourth precinct in training and. Yeah, absolutely. And and what I'm saying is probably it was a lot of negative encounters because we we're just rolling up on 911 calls. That's and, right. You know, it it is, you know. But you worked in the schools too off duty. Yeah. And, you know, you did a, I mean, I was an SRO for two years up on the north side there, uh, Henry High. And um, what's that one way up? I forgot now. It's way up on the 51st Johnson uh, Middle School. God, I forgot. How can you forget? I've been off the job and I already forgot. <laughs> oh no, gosh. and I agree. You know, we did have a Minneapolis did have a pretty robust PAL, you know, police, police athletic league. Yeah. Prior to 2020. And actually there were a lot of dedicated cops that did the coaching and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. Charlie Adams comes to mind. Uh, his kid. Yeah. Um, Charlie Adams the third or whatever. Yeah. Charlie Adams. III a lot of these guys are really involved in the community. And, and I definitely, I agree that has a positive impact. So you'd like to see a little more robust interaction that way. So I would, I would, I would definitely love to see that. Um, I, I would, I would also like to see um, beat cops, cops that, that will, you know, walk, walk the streets. Uh, I like to see some of these cops go to these, these parks, right? right. And go and just talk to the kids. I think the more interactive action that these kids have with the police officers in a good way, yeah. Um, we'll kind of we'll kind of take cut that bad way in half because they're going to get it. What you know they're going to get it if they when they see it, and then they're going to go home and people are going to be talking about the cops at home. Right. They're going to be around their friends, and if one of their friends had an encounter with a cop, right. then they're going to tell them about it and then things of that sort. So whatever can be done to get a positive light of the cops and and don't get me wrong i'm i'm critical of bad cops well, no, I I'm, I'm one i'm 110 i'm 110 behind the cops i was one of the people who was screaming and yelling at these here dodo birds who was running around talking about defund the police and things of that sort no, oh, no. we don't defund the police <laughs> no, nah, no. That, that's not it. happening like i said I, I i think you've been fair in your criticisms is what i'm saying right yeah. but when i 
But Chris, when when I see a, a police officer mm-hmm. uh, do some of the things that I've seen yeah. right there on Broadway in Lindell, and 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 you know, instead of de-escalating the situation and getting getting the crowd in, and then have to call in backup, and then it just turns into just a crazy scene. Yes, those are the type of things that I'm talking about. Oh, and right. de-escalate the system. You know what I mean? I mean, even get the people on your side and say, hey, look, this dude is wanted. Do you want this in your community? And everybody be like, no, take him. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can agree. Talking, you know, not getting in, uh, trying to diffuse a heated situation uh, definitely is effective. Absolutely. Sometimes, unfortunately, you can't because of the the environmental issues sometimes, I think, around. Right, right. You know, we, we know that. And that's. And I got to go back to what you're saying about the beat officers is, uh, you know, after 2020, actually myself and Karina, we were a beat officer up in Lake, Lake Street, uh, you know, in the 5th Precinct. And um, We were the a, best beat cops ever, by the way. Well, we, at least we think so. <laughs> but that, we're, we were the first people they got rid of to put us back on 911 response. Yeah, and see, that's... The management... That there... Yes. And we need leaders that's going to listen to, right? you know, um, and I, I mean, not just the, the thing I did like about Arredondo, yeah. um, is he would take a meeting. I mean, I, I, I met him, mm-hmm. uh, I met the inspector, uh, was able to talk to them. It was able to be able to, you know, not that they, you know, he cared, really cared about what I had to say, probably not, but he felt it was important enough to let me get in his face, you know, yeah. um, and 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 then and then talk to him. Like I have never met this guy. The new guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know how he is. I don't know what the deal is with him and things of that sort. So, right. Um, that'll be one of the things that I'll call up and see if I can have a meeting with him um, before the winter hits, just to oh. to get a. F- I think we lost you. Are you still there, Rev? I think we lost the Rev right now. Wow. Yeah, we're going to have to. Are you Are you still there? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah. we got you now. You We lost you for a second. But we're um, good. Yeah, you're talking about going to see the chief now, the Chief O'Hara, right? Yeah. Okay. He's, uh, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see how he is... Uh, It'd be interesting your perspective of him, how much, you know, communication or, you know, how outgoing he is and uh, uh, just your vibe, I think would be very helpful, to be honest with you. Yeah, I want to, like I said, just see, see how, see how he is, see how things are with him. Uh, That was what, like I said, that was one of the things that I liked about Arredondo, you know, um, like I said, not, not that he, he really gave a care what I had to say, but at least he gave you that, that, that sense of, you know what? I may not may not really be listening, but I'm listening a little bit, you know. Right. So. I think he was fairly outgoing as far as chiefs, you know. I think he yeah. made an effort, but he yeah. was. I mean, he was well liked by you know by the the street cops, and he was really professional. And he was. Um, I mean, he he, you know, when you when you say that he was either pretending to listen to you, he was. When he talks to you, he looks at you in the eyes and he takes time out and nothing interrupts him and stuff. And you feel like you have all his attention, which is a good quality, you know, but um, hopefully it was not all of it was, you know, for Bluster, not, you know? I guess you could say, yeah. you know, sincerity. Um, 
Yeah, I mean it's um it's uh, it's really interesting this new the new chief and the reorganization of the Minneapolis Police Department and you know we still got a lot of friends back there and I mean they're just plotting through just trying to just trying to survive, you know. Um make it to retirement which is maybe in a year or two or whatever to get out, you know, but it's uh they had a recruiting effort. It was maybe uh, Channel 5 uh, talked about it. It just looks kind of bleak at this point, so um, we are hoping they actually can recruit people. I, I just think uh, with everything that went on, it's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah, that's that's what it seems like that's happening. But, you know, um, I, I think the policies that has been in place in Minneapolis for so, so many years yeah. also plays a huge part in the way people are and what's what's happening right. uh, you can't cannot just look at the police department and the people that you have there right um and blame them and keep pointing the finger at them that's i i, I would never do that um i do say that uh i i believe that the police a lot of the police know who the troubled childs are yeah and i i, I I'm, I'm hoping they all left because I've seen a couple of arrests here lately yeah. that are textbook, that the crowd didn't get into it. They were very professional in the way that they handled everything. Way that, and I'm sitting here going, why couldn't we have that five years ago before George Floyd? Right. Why did it, you know what I'm saying? It always, it's like it takes tragedy for people to do right. It's some, something bad has to happen in order for people to do right, you know? No, that's a, that's a very fair point. Um, you know, by and large, you know, you know, coming from where I come from, you want to defend your agency. But, yes, uh, over the years, there has been those incidents, and, it's, and it doesn't, you know, doesn't make us look good, doesn't make the community happy with us. And realistically, you know, my 23 years is you do need the backing of the community vice them not liking you <laughs> it makes your job a heck of a lot easier true true uh, true facts uh, uh i was gonna you know on this with the crime in minneapolis and uh 6100 auto thefts through the end of july 6100 i've never seen it that high we've had years that we didn't even come close to that um and we know there are a bunch of juveniles so the million dollar question, or I'd like your input on that is, so say you got a 12, 13 year old stealing cars and it's sometimes the same kids doing it over and over again. You know, it's not rampant. Not every kid in Minneapolis is stealing cars, but you know, there's groups. How do you deal with them? What, what would be a good way besides incarceration? Yeah, that's true. Well, the, one of the things um, that, what what we did here is we kind of went from the police uh went to we really didn't dig into that the policies that um the mayor the governor mm -hmm. city city council the senators and everybody put in place yeah um and then i'm looking at the community so we're, we're there now right. um and like you said um it's not every kid right, right that's out here starting trouble. And here, here, here's the thing about this is the community know 
who that kid is. The one that's, that's jumping in these cars. Right. They know the kid that is robbing people and doing this and doing that. They know who these kids are. Yes. But because they don't trust that even if they told who he, that he is going to get a uh be 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 treated fair under this system. Yeah. Well, there's no reason for me to say anything. Now, we know we know that the um moms and dads play whether the dad is in the in, in the house or not. I mean, right. you know, we can we can we can go through that crap if you want, but no, no, I get what you're saying. I know your stance on it too. Yeah, whether he's in the house or not, yeah, we've got to find out where the, the 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 problem is. What what's wrong with this family, right? Right. To make this young man feel the need to go find a gun, or a bat, or a stick, or whatever he has, right and take something that belongs to someone else because he wants to have fun. What in his mind says violence is fun to me? Why? Mm-hmm. We've never thought of that. We've never looked at it that way. Right? No, no, I agree with you, definitely. So we need a place, and I always say this here. Um, there's a place out in Cocado. There's a place in Hutcherson, right? There's a place in Annadale. There's three places that when these little white kids get in trouble, they go to a place to straighten them out. Yep. When black kids get in trouble, where do they go? Right, juvenile. In the That's right. In the system. That's right. It's not to straighten them out. It's to lock them up because we don't know what to do with them right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, a, a lot of social media plays into that too. You know, all these influencers and mm-hmm. the culture of violence and, mm-hmm. you know, um, yep. disrespect and uh, lawlessness. I mean, I, you know, we're not on that. I mean, we, we're not on TikTok. We don't, you know, all this stuff on, um, you know, that's coming out. No, there's a lot out, of influences you know? yeah, out influences. there. I, I get it. Um, so you were advocating. Uh, do you think those these boot camps, like some other states, work? You know, yes. short term rehabilitative. Nah, I'm not talking about short term. I'm talking about a full year. Really? Okay. All right. Oh yeah, yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. You can't. You you can't. T- some of these kids. You well, you know, you yeah. know these kids that you you encounter. Yeah. Th- think about it for a second. You know, when you did have to run up and and talk to these kids or trying to trying to break up a fight or whatever. Right. These kids, these aren't kids that you're going to sit there and turn around in six months. That's not going to happen. Gotcha. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Th- these kids that you, I, I look at it like military. My my dad, my my dad was a drill sergeant for three and a half years. Okay. And I would wa- I would go ride my bike up there and watch what he did to the 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 new recruits who come yeah. out. These kids, we have to break them. We have to break them, break them, mm-hmm. and then rebuild them. But here's the thing. So we can't build them, rebuild them, show them a better place, show them a better life, and then stick them back in the same mud that we took them out of. We yeah. can't do wow. that anymore. Yeah, Because no, that's absolutely. what we do. That's what we do. 
So well, yeah, but I mean that's that's their home, you know. I mean, and if that's it's hard to say, but I mean, it's just where are you nope. supposed to go after you, you know, get out from wherever you're in, you know, you go back, back, home. back, back to the home. That's right. Right. Yeah. I'm going to put that kid, but, but here's what I'm saying. When I, when I first started saying what's wrong with the home, yeah. what's wrong with the mother and what's wrong with the father, if he's there or what's wrong with the father and what's wrong with the mother, if she's there. Right. Right. So we've got to figure out what the problem is in order to fix the problem. Yeah. So that family gets worked on too. Yeah. Right. So when that kid comes back, not only have we fixed the kid, hopefully we have fixed the mom and the father. Right. And yeah. that can trickle down to the, to the three, four other kids that are in that house, because yeah. if not, those other kids are going to grow up like brother. Yep. Maybe worse. Right. So it's a generational thing. What we got here. Yeah. Fix the house, fix that kid. And let's see how this thing works out because that's what they do when they take these white kids and send them off to village ranch. Yeah. They fix the kid. And while the kid's getting fixed, mom and dad is going to some little therapy session, right? To get their head right. Yeah. Okay. We got to do the same. I mean, What's yeah. good for the geese is good for the gander. Oh, I, I don't yeah. disagree. I, I, you know, and I'm not terribly, we got thistle do up, up in our neck of the woods up here. And I remember that was the last place you wanted to go if you're a troubled kid. That's right. Um, uh, you know, so yeah, no, these are good. Um, so if I were a politician and talking to you <laughs> and I'm not, but, uh, yeah. you know what, you know what they're going to say <laughs> resources resources we don't have money you know and i think that's what's frustrating i don't disagree with you i i like the military model to be honest with you being a product of it uh yeah but then they'll say you're taking their civil rights or their authenticity yeah, but or if, their but if they, identity away from them if know? somebody gets arrested for doing something that yeah. might be a very rehabilitative yeah it does work yeah you know yeah. um yeah, it's it's it is a big problem, and I I get you. I uh, I, I like the perspective. I'm just uh, it's frustrating. You, you say we have we have a budget surplus, and nobody wants to use the money for things like that. Well, all the money, all the money that they're giving to these nonprofits, yeah, can pay for. And and, and here here here's here, here's the other thing, Karina. Yeah. I'm not saying that I want to put. 50 kids in, in, in a place like that, 10 kids, well, yeah. 10, yeah. that's the max. No, I know no I more mean. than, no more than 10 kids. Yeah. Are we to put in it? Because like I said, it's not everybody. I want the worst of the worst. Yeah. Right. I want that kid that's about to turn 15 years old, knowing that once he hits 16, we pretty much have lost him. Yeah. I, 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 that's who I want. The worst of the worst 15 year olds out there and see if we can turn this kid around. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was funny. It was, um, a, a tiny story here really quick. Chris and I, we were dealing with, uh, we were giving a ride home to a young kid. How old was he? Like he was 10, 12. 12. He was 12. Um, and man, this kid, we were just giving him a ride home. It was no big deal. I don't, I don't even know what happened. Was he, it was a fighter. It wasn't, uh, wasn't nothing. We we're going to drop him off with mom and dad, basically. Yeah. And we were just going to, you know, 
drop them off at home and then go get something to eat because that's what's our favorite thing to do, right? right. <laughs> so we have this kid in the back of our squad and oh boy, this kid just, we'll never forget this because this kid was just giving us an earful and he was like, man, I ain't going to catch no case being back here. Oh. I ain't no snitch, blah, blah, blah. And he's just going off. I'm like, holy crap, what are you talking about? He goes, I am sick and tired. I am not going to catch a case on this. And we're like, Dude, and no, we were just we're like, man, you're scaring us now. We better hurry up and drive <laughs> you home because we don't even know what you're talking about, you know? Right. Like, it was so well, funny, but he just knew everything about everything, and the, kid, the little kid was only twelve years old. We're like, and man. I think that's what was scary. He was very familiar <laughs> with everything, you know. Yeah. And we're like, hey, we're not taking you to jail. We're just bringing you home. You guys were, you know, they were acting the fool. Is McDonald's off of Lake Street? And... <laughs> He's like, just book me and hurry up! I yeah. got, I'm like, whoa! Yeah, they don't want to. They, they they don't want They don't want to be seen riding around with you. <laughs> no. And all of a sudden, it, it's the same thing. Like I told you guys, when <laughs> what happened to me yeah. when you know I first met you guys. Yeah, I know. You know, I know that, that, we're that's, like, that... okay, we'll even drop you two blocks away from your house. We got it. We got it. Let's just just get out of here. You're yeah. scaring us, dude. And he's like, man, what the, you know, it was just hilarious. Oh, uh, man, we can't be seen around y'all. Right, right, right. It was interesting. He was definitely was familiar with cops and everything that went on, you know, the getting in trouble and everything. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, like I said, I, I like your perspective on it. I just. You guys hear the politicians making excuses not to do something. I think that's what's troubling. And 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 they know. See, here's the thing. Now, am I saying, do, do I have all the answers? No, I don't. But this is what I do know. I do know if they was to try, try mm-hmm. something different. Because what they're doing now, this was do- exactly what they're doing now, which is nothing. Yeah. They was doing this back in... 2000 they was doing this back in 99 98 97 exactly what they're doing now i'm looking at the thing going it didn't work then it didn't work with becky hodges it didn't work with shares bear sales belton yeah right it didn't work with any of those it didn't work with rt ryback at some point in time they're gonna go We've got to do something different. They brought this dude in and paid him three hundred some odd thousand dollars and didn't let him do his job. Right. Come on, he was just padding the pension. Come on. <laughs> he, thank you. But they, but what I'm saying is, oh, they yeah. touted him as 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 a miracle worker, and they right. didn't let him do his job. Yeah. Right. So so that that just shows you, right? I don't even have to say it. Right. They don't want to solve this thing. Yeah. No, they they. I'm gonna say it again. They don't want to solve this thing. They really don't. They really don't. Yeah, I think they just, you know, I think they kind of just want to keep the community helpless and not safe and um, not educated and not housed um, and just, I I don't know, just, you know, because they're better those types of people are better controlled. You know, they don't cause problems in, in life. They don't ask questions like you and me, you know, and they, um, I guess they're just easier to manipulate too, which is pretty sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the big, big question now. Okay. And, um, well, you're, you're an agent of change. That's what I'd call you. Yeah. So would you ever run for office? Cause I think you got to get in the system to change it, Rip. Uh, no. 
Okay. I'm not. I'm not going to jail. No, y'all. Y'all think I. Jo- people think I, I'm joking when I say that. I, I'm, I'm a. I'm a totally different person when I put my time into something. Yeah. And and you want to joke around with me or you want to be stupid with me. Right. And I and I'm I'm up there on that house floor and I've been in the chambers and I've watched some of the things people say and how they treat people. I've yeah. even slapped the shit out of somebody. <laughs> I, I'm well, not joking. Look, I'm yeah. not here to be sitting here all night, two o'clock in the morning. Right. And you can't get no man. No, no, no. I, I I'm good. I would rather I would rather get somebody, you know, be behind the scenes right. and get a Latrice, uh, you know, Vita uh or um um elected. I would I would rather be behind the scenes and get this per help get this person, help get this person, help get right. this person elected. That that's yeah. what I like doing. Um, to, you know, giving them pointers of what to say and how to talk and, right. and things of that sort. I, I like doing that. I don't, I don't, I don't like, um, dealing with a lot of people. Plus I don't like people <laughs> in my face all that much either. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I kind of figured that, you know, I've seen, I've seen people pose that question to you and I've done it before. And yeah, many people have asked. We you. wouldn't think you would be an effective mm. I mean, yeah. you, we, you know, people need your style of leadership and your perspective. Um, but I totally, totally understand why you would not want. I can, I can get more talk. done out here. What I'm doing right now, just like the little young man that, you know, was, um, a couple thousand dollars short for college. Yeah. Um, and we were able to raise money and, and be able to donate to him so he can pay. So Friday, this Friday, so what happened was they went to to get all his college stuff, get everything taken care of, and then all of a sudden yeah. they hit his mom with, "Well, you're gonna need a couple thousand dollars for you know for the room. This, this he has yeah. to have so many months of room paid up, and this yeah. paid up, and his his food ticket paid up, and right. it came out to be a couple thousand dollars, right? Yeah. And she had to have this done by Friday. Okay. She had to have this money by Friday. Well, hey. We went out and got it done. Well, Not great. only that, he's oh. got enough money to buy him blankets, a little fridge, and a damn laptop. Ooh, so that's, that's what good. I'm talking about. No, that's be, that is. I like help. doing stuff like that. Well, that's that's definitely needed in the community. Um, can you talk about quick your? Um, can you just do a shout out to your organization so that folks can look it up and uh, see what you're what you're working on and what's important with your Shepherd Works. Yeah, right now, you know, Shepherds is, has partnered with um, I I O N in our neighborhood. Okay. Um, so we're we're over in St. Paul, hanging out with Milan, doing certain things with him. Uh, okay. I posted on my Twitter what we got, what we do with young kids. Yeah. Um, we give them the opportunity to make things, and then we op- we get to go to the mall, uh, the Roseville Mall. And they open up a space for us so we can have these young entrepreneurs uh, sell their products. That's Ooh. nice. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. That's that's very worthy. That's yeah, yeah. Fun. And and it and it's it, the whole thing is business now. Right. They they've got to they've had to have a model of what they have, what they use to make it, how much they're going to sell it. I mean, the whole business model has to be printed out for us. Um, okay. and and the whole nine. They, yeah. they're not just going to make something and then bring it and go, I'm going to sell this. No, we need to see your whole business model, yeah. how much you think it's worth your product is worth. Why is it worth this much? They have to do all of that. 
They're, they're young entrepreneurs. Yeah. So we're working with these kids doing that. Um, you know, we, we still collecting socks, shoe, socks, underwear, short, you know, t-shirts, the clothing mm -hmm. to go down. And, you know, on Sundays, the wife and I go down to the homeless camps. Right. That's right. what we do on Sundays after church. That's awesome. Awesome. And so, uh, is there a place we can uh, uh, plug to give to Shepherd's work? Yeah, you can just go on our uh, website. Yep. And uh, we're not taking any money. Okay. Um, so we're asked what we're asking people to do is just go to like uh, um, Amazon, yeah. buy something and then have it shipped to our PO box. Okay. Uh, All right. One of the things I've learned about having money yeah. is when people find out you got money. Yeah. Oh my God. Everybody's your friend. Gotcha. So yeah, I I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with that because then when you say no, those very people who loved you two seconds ago, yeah. hate you two seconds later. Gotcha. Well, that's so, a good, that's a great idea. I, I like yeah, that. We kind of, we kind of, we kind of stayed away from the money thing. Okay. Um, and plus if I take money, then I would be, you know, Keith Ellison can come after me. <laughs> I know. And, I remember gotcha. that little, remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, that was $500 million can walk out of here, right. but I make $3,000 more than what the state think I should make. <laughs> and I get a letter from Keith Ellison. Think right. about that. Right. That, that's pathetic, right? Yeah. I'm with you. I I was sorry to hear that. Uh, hey, one other question. I know on holidays, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas time, you there's, you do stuff with the uh, uh, food uh, food kitchens, or you have uh, somewhere you do that too. Yeah, on Thanksgiving every year, we, what do we feed at the you know uh, Arbor Lights? Yes, there on Curry's. That's, that's what I meant. Yep. yep. Yeah, you know where that's at. Oh, um, oh yeah. I don't know where it's at. Yep. Um, we I'm we, get we down have there a, one year. I'm getting down there to help you. Out. Yeah, yeah, I would love to have you guys down. But um, yeah, we fed 470, 473 people last year. That's awesome. Thanks Thanksgiving. Wow. So we do that. Yeah, we do that every year. A week before, we try to get as much canned goods as we possibly can. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, probably five days. Well, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Gotcha. No, that's, that's, I just wanted to make sure we highlighted that work that you do in the community. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll put it back out there. And, and it was awesome because I had a lot of Twitter people show up this year too. That was yeah, pretty you cool. Good following. I, I know watched, you know, I know numbers don't matter, but your uh, people that follow you have gone up dramatically. So you're getting your word out there and I think it's really cool. So uh, hats off to you on that. Yeah. Definitely. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Big time. So um you know like i said as long as we can we can get together because the whole thing is you know i you know i've always preached it from the first time i've ever been on a show or that i've i started my twitter thing yep. um it's all about unity you know i'm tired of us being separate um you know and that's that's one of the biggest fights that i have with people on twitter right. is making them understand that we we're no different than you are and you're no different than i am right, right? And that if we come together, that we can we can be more of a power than what they do to us and try to keep us apart. Yeah, for gotcha. sure. Um, I think we're gonna close out with you. I just have um just a, a funny kind of uh, question, I guess. Random question. Um, yeah, just random, just so people get to know you a little better. Um, what are you listening to 
um, whether it's on, you know, your, your favorite mixes or podcasts Podcast, or, yeah. you know, news, um, what are you reading and what are you watching? Uh, number one watching is I'm a reality TV junkie. Me and my <laughs> wife are, All right. we watch, I, I think we watch every reality show there is. Uh, okay. we are, we are reality show junkies, All right. you know, um, I read as much uh, stuff about Colin Powell as I possibly can. Ooh, That's why I, I always call myself a uh, Colin Powell conservative is yes. what I am. That, I read one how, of his biographies. It was great. Yeah. Right? He's, he's oh, my God, just listening to him. And I will um, say he I, was our commander-in-chief when I was over in the first Gulf One. So good guy. Awesome. Lots yeah, of he's, a, he's awesome, man. Yeah. So if, I, if I'm reading something, I would read him or – um, I definitely have to say some Danielle Steele. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, my wife reads the books, so yeah. I'll grab them after she's done and I'll read them. Oh, um, right. uh, with that, uh, and music wise, yeah. I'm all over the place. You know, I, I listen to ACDC. I listen to wings. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll listen to, you know, the eighties, nineties, but probably the eighties and the nineties, uh, when it comes to rap, I don't listen to that sick, that sick <laughs> crap that they have out there today. Um, so I like that. I like country. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Yep. So I'm a country boy. I grew up country. Uh, all, all, but all, but, uh, Jason Aldean. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm not into Jason Aldean. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not happy with him. Um, yeah. but yeah, so that's, that's me. You know, my favorite like food it. is lasagna. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh yes. Well, that's awesome. Well, you know, we've had a great conversation with you. We could talk to you probably for another hour or more. Right. We can keep going. Yeah. 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 But I got to go walk my dog. Yeah. yeah so do we. And so hey, we are, are going to extend an invite to the family. Anytime you're up here, we'll have to talk about it before right. the winter. Come on up. Well, you, yeah, you, you guys let me know. And I, the wife and I will definitely jump in the car and come up and, 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 uh, and see the place. here. And, uh, <laughs> You know, the fall is nice in here, but yeah, we'd, we'd definitely anytime you want to come up, we'll have to talk further on that. Though. Well, yes, sir. Well, thanks so much for being on the Abel and Baker show. We appreciate it. And First guest. Yeah. So we're honored to have you and we're, we're grateful to talk to you. So. Well, I, I, I thank both you <laughs> Kellys very much for giving me the opportunity to come and hang out with you guys and, and, and talk and talk with you and, and, and have a good time. Awesome. 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 We have a good evening, Rev. We'll be talking soon. Yeah. All right. Thank now. you. Y'all have a good night. You All right. Bye-bye now. now. Great interview. I just can't say enough. I had a good time in this interview. <laughs> that was awesome. It was really long. That's why we broke it up into well, two that, parts. But you could talk to the Rev for like two hours on various <laughs> subjects. I mean, literally the time I know. went by like a blink of an eye. So we saw the time and we're like, oh my God, this is going to We're going to have to break this up and do But again, we, we could have gone on for another hour. Seriously. Uh, there are so many other topics. Yeah. So many. Yeah. And, and again, it's, um, I think in forums like this, it's just so easy to talk. But when you have a, a again, a good dynamic person interview, yeah. somebody who has a lot of experience and, and a good insight, it's, it's, uh, it goes by fast. So yeah, again, uh, we thank the the good Reverend. Yeah, thanks for uh, Reverend putting up with us. A, we're we're honored. We really are. <laughs> yeah, we're honored. We'd love you to you know come back sometime. That'd be awesome. Yep. Maybe after the election or 
see how worse Minneapolis is getting or yeah. I don't know. <laughs> something plenty like of that. opportunities to talk. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, check us out on AbelBakerPodcast.com. Or Twitter or now X. Yeah. Uh, Abel or Baker. Wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. And next week we're dropping another podcast and we have a fabulous guest. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so we're we're getting this like interviewing thing down. <laughs> so that's a lot smoother. Cool. Smoother. I know. Well, thanks so much, everyone, Thank for you. listening. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. See ya.